Welcome to the Limitless Landscapers podcast. I'm Paula and today I'm here with James Potter, the LinkedIn man. As the co-founders of the Landscaper Circle, we help you get more money, time and freedom to become limitless through our experiences as fellow landscapers and our tried and tested methods. If you want help with your marketing, managing or growing your business, you've definitely come to the right place. If you're a landscaper, garden designer or supplier to the industry, then hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Now, let's get back to the show. Hello, James. Hiya. <laughs> so why don't we start with, I know a lot about you. I've, we've been connected on LinkedIn for many, many years now. And uh, I've been to one of your trainings many, many years ago when we still were allowed to meet in person in big groups. So do you want to tell people a bit about you and what you do? Yeah, no problems. So the, the what I do bit is the easiest bit. I spend my life running around helping people to think about LinkedIn a little bit differently and be more like themselves. So it either looks as good as they are or they sell loads of stuff. Uh, that's what I do. I've been doing that for 13 years now. My background is I was a sales director in different businesses and selling various things. And for me, selling things is just keeping in touch with people, networking, that whole piece that we all do all the time. So when LinkedIn came out, I kind of thought this is a good tool for me to keep in touch with people and embraced it and used it in my commercial life. And since 11 years ago, when we set the company up, I've been teaching people just to use LinkedIn for that purpose. Cool. So you love LinkedIn? Actually, a really tricky one because I love most of what LinkedIn does when it's done well. But there are bits of things that LinkedIn does which are absolutely shocking. It, it's just a tool set for a job. And, you know, a bit like the gardening stuff, you know, if you use a spade when you should use a fork, you're not going to get the same result. True. True. So I have a lot of, obviously, TLC, the Landscape Circle, caters for garden designers and landscapers, and we try and help them with their marketing and developing their business. So what I often get is, should landscapers and garden designers be on LinkedIn? Like, what's the purpose if they're B2C? Why should they be on LinkedIn? Okay. So it, it depends a lot on who your C is. Because, you know, if your C is someone that is, let's say, 30 plus working full time, corporately, self-employed, whatever, they're probably there. Yeah. Will someone go on LinkedIn looking for a garden designer or a garden landscaping company? Probably. I've not done any research on that specifically. But I can tell you there's 194,000 people in the UK that talk about gardening on their profiles. So <laughs> Pretty big numbers then. Yeah, there's a load of people there. LinkedIn is just a big room full of people, all right? The fundamentalist what it is, it's a big room full of business people. Now, if you go and talk to people about what you do outside of being pulled in to do a quote, then you probably should be on LinkedIn talking to people. Because if you don't, they'll forget what you do or they won't know you exist or you'll rely on them finding you in, you know, a free ad or a yellow pages or something of that nature. Yeah. You can do much better than that. You know, what you do as an industry is inherently visual. So sharing pictures of what you're doing and talk about it keeps you front of mind so people don't forget you when they or their mates need someone to help them. Yeah, and it's true because I just had a LinkedIn connection connect with me for the landscaping side and we're doing a garden design for him 
and he met me yeah. he met me 15 years ago at a networking event in person one and then we connected on linkedin and he just said i remembered that you did landscaping so it does it does work obviously but you've got to do a few things what would be the pointers that you give people because you know we see a lot of stuff out there oh you've got to connect with someone you've got to be on there 17 minutes a day you've got to post at this exact time of day <laughs> <laughs> you've got to put hashtags times 100 in the comments so what's a few tips that our guys can learn to use it better so fundamentally all right be like you are you know, if you're thinking about what goes in your profile, if you're at all uncomfortable with what you're writing, it's probably not right. Don't forget about why people like working with you. It's normally not because you've got a professional badge on the van. It's because of you and the way that you do things, your personality, your style, your approach. So when you're writing your LinkedIn profile, your about section is all about you. It's not about the work. It's about you. What are you like? And then the experience section, which you and I might call job, is all about what you do and why you do it and the difference it makes to people. When you're posting on LinkedIn, don't get hung up about you must post at this time or that time. Just talk to people. Obviously, try and post when people are likely to be there. You know, if you post at midnight, not many people on LinkedIn. But talk to people. Don't behave like you wouldn't behave. If you're really pleased you just done this cracking big project of a garden around the corner that was excellent, then say it. If you're looking forward to doing a quote to help someone sort of cottage garden or whatever it might be, say it. If you saw a garden somewhere else that you thought was good and you took a picture, talk about it with why it was good. It just keeps you front of mind. So that when someone thinks I need a garden designer, they'll remember you. Or when one of their mates says to them over lunch, I've got to get my garden sorted out. They'll think of you. But let's deal with this hashtag thing as well, because that yeah. a lot of people get really animated about it, actually. Hashtags on LinkedIn, fundamentally simple stuff. Think of the words that you're writing. And if the word that you're writing is important, put a hashtag in front of it. So it goes bold. So it stands out. So it draws the human eye of the person on the other side of the screen to read through your message, not just the shopping list at the end. Put them in amongst the text. And if you want to be nerdy, keep it to three or less. Okay, that's good. And what do you post? Because I know you've mentioned a few ideas for posts, but some people still think that they're, they're posting on Facebook and they're posting on Instagram. And we, we do a lot of that stuff with our clients. And then they say, but LinkedIn, it's, it's too professional. I can't post what I post there on LinkedIn. It's not right. It's not good enough. It, it, it's probably a case of it's not quite on the mark. You know, if you think about Facebook, it's like talking to your friends and family. I often refer to it as a bit like being down the pub talking to my mates. Whereas LinkedIn is a room full of business people. Yes, it is. Yeah. But they still talk about all sorts of things in a room full of business people. So you've not got to be stoic, formal, 100% business-like because you're probably not. Um, you're probably like me and very human and just talk to people and try and do the same on LinkedIn. But just have a thought. Would you have that conversation if you were talking to somebody you knew in a room full of business people? If the answer is yes, it's fine for LinkedIn. If the answer is no, don't, don't do it. <laughs> Step away from the computer. Step away um, from the <laughs> and I, I'm interested to get your take on DMs. So yeah. 
particularly when it comes to sales and stuff like that, because yeah. I don't know about you, but I get a lot of DMs when someone wants to connect with me and some of them are nice. So they're like an introduction and hey, want to connect with you because of X, Y, and Z. We've got, you know, similar yeah. interests, whatever. That's great. But when it's, they ask for a connection and straight away, hey, if you want some help with your IT, <laughs> I just want to unconnect. I'm like, get off. Okay. So take it back to LinkedIn being a room full of business people. All right. If you met someone in a room full of business people, would you go, it's lovely to meet you. Would you like to buy garden design? <laughs> no. <laughs> it, it's exactly the same on LinkedIn. One of the mistakes that people make on LinkedIn is they think it's a social media channel, just another one of them. And it's not. All right. LinkedIn's a social network. It's fundamentally different. It's designed to be different. What a lot of people will do is they'll start by connecting to the people they want to have as clients. So it's a bit like surrounding yourself with an audience. Yeah. Yep. And then they'll put messages into LinkedIn or send them direct messages or shout at people in some way and, and hope that they come back towards them. Nice. Doesn't work so well. It's a lot of effort for you to do that. It might work, but it's a lot of effort and it may not work as well as it should. If you think about surrounding yourself with nice people, that the sorts of people you can pick up the phone and talk to, you're happy to be seen out with them because you introduced me to your mate, those sorts of people. Think about every connection you've got as being like a doorway through into a whole new world of nice people. Because if you approach me on LinkedIn with a direct message going, would I like to buy a garden design? I am going to ignore you and I'm going to flag you as spam and that will get you into trouble quite quickly. If one of your mates says, I should talk to you because you're a nice person, We'll, we'll probably have a conversation. And that's a good summary of LinkedIn. Use your mates. Let them help you to meet nice people that they know. What LinkedIn does, it represents you. That's that profile. As you going into a room full of people, look the part. Those posts on LinkedIn is just you talking to people like you bump into someone at an event. You know, you bump into someone you know, they say, what are you up to? You go, I'm doing this. You don't go, hang on a minute. I've got to think of something clever, witty or viral before I can respond. <laughs> You know, you also don't go, oh, could I interest you in some content? <laughs> you just talk to people. Do the same on LinkedIn. Okay. Your credibility is you talking about the good work that you do, being seen out with nice people around you, people using things like recommendations on LinkedIn to say you're a lovely person. That's what LinkedIn is. Okay. So get recommendations and connections wise, keep it real and connect with people who are in your network. And I, I presume going through the second and third connections as well with nice people. Second connections is where all the fun and the opportunities are. So, you know, if you are looking for someone to help you, uh, it might be you're looking for an employee. You're looking for someone to help you with some service the business needs. It might be you're looking for a client. If you look in the second level of your network on LinkedIn, then you're always finding people that somebody that you know already knows. So from an employee point of view, you know, you can look at that person and you can phone your mate and go, you know, are they good at what they do? Do you think they'd be up for a chat and come and work with us? You've got some credibility checks. From a supplier point of view, you're talking to someone that knows them. Are they any good at this stuff? Do you think I should? Yeah. It saves you making some mistakes. And from a client point of view, you're not just someone coming out the ether going buy my stuff. You know, it's someone giving you an introduction, some credibility to go, you're a nice chap, they're a nice chap, have a conversation. And uh, what about things like Sales Navigator? Any good? So well, the whole upgrade thing. Yeah. So uh, again, I'll go with an analogy for you. Um, LinkedIn is a bit like having a bicycle in the garage. We, we all buy a bicycle because we want to get fit. And then normally in January, 
you pull it out of the garage, you pedal it furiously for about a week, and then you put it away again and wonder why you don't get fit. Now, that's possibly a lot of people's LinkedIn accounts. You know, it, it sits quietly doing nothing until when you frantically need some clients. Quick, do a load of things. And then you run away again, you know, and, and then you sort of only appear on LinkedIn when you've got no work, which is really bad. It's a bit like going, I've got no work. I've got no work. <laughs> Help. <laughs> Whereas if you just consistently do it a little bit, a bit like riding a bike to get fit, just do it with a regular basis so that you're seen doing it. Then you'll get a reputation for doing what you do. Now, the reason for the bicycle analogy, by the way, uh, any bicycle will work to get you from A to B quite comfortably. Uh, when you've reached the limits of that bicycle's performance and you know you have, buy a better bicycle. But it's worth noting that only 9% roughly of LinkedIn's users pay for it. Really? The other 19 That's quite small. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's quite small. It, it's, LinkedIn itself sets a lot of traps for people to say you must buy an upgrade. You know, if you ever inquire of LinkedIn for anything, you know, what's the weather like? You'll need to buy an upgrade. And it's not the case. It, it's quite misleading. If I was going to give someone some guidance uh, as upgrades. So when you look at your LinkedIn on the mobile phone, on the laptop or desktop, if you look at your profile, there's a little dashboard about a third of the way down. It says what you're doing, how many people have viewed your profile, how many people are reading your posts, that sort of stuff. The biggest value you'll get from an upgrade in real life is seeing who's looked at your profile and doing something about it. So if someone looks at my profile and they look like a client or someone I'd like to have as a client, I'm going to phone a friend. Your mate's been looking at me. Are they a nice person? You couldn't introduce me to her, could you? Now, LinkedIn only shows you five people that look at your profile each day if you look each day. So you've got to bear in mind, once your number of profile views, when you look at that, who's viewed my profile, once it gets above 300 people, all right, that's more than five people each day that are looking at your profile. Now, if you're rigorous enough to look at who's been viewing your profile every day and do something about it, then it's probably worth having an upgrade. If yeah. not, it's probably not. Keep the money, spend it on more important things. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, do you feel like, because a lot of people I've heard in the past, well, past year really banging on about linkedin as the newest it's not a new platform as we well know no, but it's 18 years old yeah they're just banging on about that this is the new place to be i mean what's your thoughts on that i've been teaching people to use linkedin now for 13 years so it's not a new place to be no <laughs> uh, I, it's quite interesting I, I am a little bit nerdy about some aspects of linkedin the perception of linkedin during lockdown was that the use must have gone through the roof it didn't Pre-lockdown, LinkedIn use was 10 minutes and 21 seconds a day on average, right? That's everybody. We're now up to 11 minutes and four seconds each day, which is exactly normal for LinkedIn. You know, it, it grows and grows and grows. There's not been a big step change because of lockdown. The, the visibility of it, people thinking about it, absolutely is, is gone up because when it's the only window into the commercial world, it's the window you look out of. Yeah, but yeah. It's always been there and it's always been used. But I think one of the things that people don't think about is how it's used. We've talked about it in the context of finding a supplier for something, finding an employee, finding a client. But then people use it for things that you don't see coming, like credit checks, risk assessments, valuations of companies when they're going to buy them. 
it's just the digital equivalent of you, which is yeah. why I keep banging on about just be you. Oh, and a final question for you then, James, is company pages. Are they yes. worth having alongside, obviously, your personal profile? Okay, so I think if you're a one-person operation or a two-person operation and it's all about you, everybody knows you, you probably don't need a company page okay. because all you're doing is adding yourself some more work for not a lot of benefit. So probably not. If you're starting to get bigger than that and you want the business to have its own voice, because business pages can be a little bit salesy because it's a business, it's okay. People, not so salesy, all right? So when you're getting to that point where you need another voice, which is the company, then a company page is great. But until that point, it's an overhead. A company page on LinkedIn is a hygiene factor. People don't look for companies they look for people and once they've looked at the people then they might look at the company yeah i absolutely agree i never search company i always search the person i know or think i know absolutely and, and even when i have companies saying to me that we're trying to do things with a company page i often ask them who others company pages do they look at and they're like no one <laughs> I mean, yeah i mean as an individual you have 10 times more impact on linkedin than the company does yeah, you know, people are interested in what you're up to, what you're working on, the projects you are, the visuals of those, particularly in your world. Yeah. So just talk to people. Oh, well, thank you for that, James. It's been insightful. Well. And if anyone would like to connect with James, I'll put all the links to James and what he does in the show notes. Thanks, James. It's been awesome. You're very welcome. Never a problem. No worries. Thank you. Thank you.